The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God the Father, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Good morning. One of the saddest passages in the New Testament is that place in Ephesians where St. Paul describes how we were before we were brought to Christ. He says, we were far off, having no hope, without God in the world. To be in the world alone is a tragedy. And sometimes even we Christians, because of the cares of this world and the great sadness that we encounter on our road, sometimes even we Christians are drawn into that sad place. And though the Lord tells us, do not weep, sometimes we must. The passage in this morning's Gospel is also tragic. It is especially poignant for those of us who have mourned. Behold, a man who had died was being carried out, the only son of his mother, and she was a widow. In this world, there is oft times such lonely sorrow. But today, sadness and loneliness, those burdens that we humans carry on the road of life, those burdens we carry are about to be lifted up and replaced by joy. On the road, there is a collision between death and life that is about to happen. The contrast between the death of this old world and the life of the new world, that of the kingdom of God, the contrast is about to be made very, very clear in our gospel. St. Ephraim the Syrian says, the virgin son meets the widow's son. St. Cyril of Alexandria observed, the dead man meets Jesus, the life and the resurrection. On our journey, mourning hits us when we least expect it at an angle that we can't see coming. I soldiered through my mother's last days, made arrangements, served at the funeral, and then at my desk alone, weeks later, was suddenly paralyzed for better than a half an hour sobbing, unable to even move. Yet somehow, somehow the tears released a weight with which I was bound. And yet, some burdens persist sadly long. I have often felt alone in the agony of my own inner mourning over many things. Have you ever been there? Were you there this week? We, you and I, need to meet Jesus on the road. And do you know, do you know that he is there on the road with us in that mourning? St. Ambrose compares the sorrowing mother to the church and the dead son to each one of us. He says, Although there is grave sin that you cannot wash away by yourself 
with the tears of your penitence. Let the mother, your mother, the church, let her weep over you. She who intercedes for all of us as only a widowed mother can. She who weeps for only sons is she who suffers with the spiritual grief of our nature when she perceives her children urged on to death by mortal sins. For we are heart of her heart, heart of our mother's heart. I cried for my mother, and yet often I cry not for my own sins. Oh, if we could only see how our sins, that we so often shed no tears for, cause our mother to weep. If we had the eyes to see that and to hold the very thought of it, perhaps we should sin less and be driven more quickly to repentance and confession. St. Ephraim the Syrian, who knows much more than we do about repentance and holy sadness, says, The Lord has become a sponge for her tears, the tears of our mother. The Lord dries our tears, and he always does dry our tears. The Lord dries our tears by taking them into his own broken heart, his heart which is broken for all of us in our sadness, his heart which feels every pain that we feel, that has endured himself everything which challenges and afflicts us. And so, when our Lord commands her, weep not, he is not speaking harshly, but from his own wounded heart. In shared suffering, in compassion, he commands her, weep not. But he does not stop just by telling her what to do. None of us like it when someone just tells us what to do. He does not stop with the command. He goes on and touches the one who mourns. He goes on and puts his hands upon the pain. He touches the one who most needs his touch. And so it is today, as we have come here to meet him, that he touches each of us who need that touch the most. Though he could do all things with merely a command. He who has raised the dead with the word of his command. Who he who cried, Lazarus, come forth and called him. He goes on beyond just the word of his command to weep not, and he reaches and touches the very coffin. And he says to the young man, Young man, I say to you, arise. People who do not know better might ask, why do we touch? Why does he touch the coffin? Why does he kiss? Why does he touch? Why do we? We do it in hope. Why do we touch this cold physical object? St. Cyril of Alexandria says that he touched the coffin for you, each of you, for you, for me, for all of us. 
St. Cyril goes on to say, It was, my beloved, that you might learn that the holy body of Christ is productive for the salvation and resurrection of man. The flesh of the Almighty Word is the body of life. It, the body of life, and he was clothed with his might. Consider the iron which is brought into contact with fire and how it produces the effects of fire and fulfills its function. The flesh of Christ also has the power of giving life and it annihilates the influence of death and corruption because it is the flesh of the Word himself who gives life to all. And he goes on to say, May the Lord Jesus Christ also touch us, that delivering us from evil works, he may unite us unto the assembly of the saints in the resurrection. Dear ones, we have come here to be touched by Christ. If we have come here for anything less than that, then we have totally missed the point of why we come here in the first place. We have come here broken, wounded, mourning, injured, dead. We have come here to be touched by Christ. When we touch him, we dead ones, all of us, will be raised. A resurrection like that, all of our resurrection with Christ, is what the multitude on the road outside of this place cannot even dare to think about, dare to dream about, unless we go forth from this place to show it to them, to touch them, if you will, to reach and touch the wounded, the sick, the lame, the dead, the brokenhearted, those who mourn. For the world to see this in any way, if we are to fulfill our function, if we are to fulfill the mission that we have been given, it will take our tears and our touch. It will not just take our good words, our persuasive arguments, and all those other things that we might throw at the world. Most especially, it will not take our judgment of them. It will take our touch and our tears if we are to see salvation and resurrection. Let us in this place walk. Let us be carried if we must. Let us come to the place where the Lord touches us. Let us be baptized here with holy tears and not just stay there, but let us go on with the joy of the resurrection let us go forth then to touch the whole world with the joy of the resurrection with which we have been touched. And may that be to the glory of God the Father.